Hello, everybody. It's uh, Chris Dem and Travis Farrell and uh, the great Trumpy Bear along with Chris Gardner. It's the second part of We Are Live. We're live at Midco Studios. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't yet. We totally appreciate it, y'all. <sighs> this hour, we've got a lot to get to. There's tweets. There's information to be shared. All kinds of fun to be had. Travis, you seem to be uh, on some kind of a mood upper this morning. I'm not. So, um, I actually here's I think I've kind of figured out the trick to the weekend. You have to do something on Friday night in order for because the week if you just take the Friday to do nothing, then you have Saturday, which often bleeds into you running some errands of some sort. So there's half your Saturday gone. Then you're like, damn, I'm tired. I haven't had a chance to work rest from the work week. So I'm going to take some hours off. You may go out that night. You probably won't. Sunday rolls around. Well, Sunday's the ultimate. Now I got to get ready for the work week. So I think the best way to actually go after a weekend is doing something on Friday night. I did that. I had a long weekend where I actually got rest. Mm. Like, and I didn't sleep in, but I got eight hours. And so that's, that's all I needed. I, I went to bed, I think, uh, I w uh, Friday. I went to bed relatively early, around 1130 uh, for me. And then I got up around 8 on my own, no alarm clock. But that was enough. My body had recharged, and I was up and at them on Saturday. So I'm actually just energized. I have been working on a project for nearly three months, and I just completed this past weekend. And so this was the first weekend I had where I wasn't looking at a white screen. Why is it going to be white? Because I don't know. They make screens white. I don't know. I didn't make the rules. Hmm. But I think that's why I feel like I have some more energy. Like I, I completed a project that I was spending a long time on. And now I'm just like, woohoo! I'm a human being again. Can you talk about what the project was? Yeah, it was it was a project I actually had started with uh, lovely folks at Sesame Street. I had modified it for uh, another studio, and I it originally started as a, as a Sesame Street script, and he ended turning it into Cinemax. <laughs> exactly what I'm doing. Cinemax, <laughs> Cinemax Theater. Mm. You just uh, you just go <laughs> at the end of every scene, you go. And then they do it. Like that's all you had <laughs> to do. do. And then they do it. I, I couldn't help myself over the weekend at the trivia event. There was a Martin Scorsese question, and for the rest of the night, I was just randomly yelling, "Cinema!" I do that with my little niece now because I have told her parents that she's going to be a Disney star. She's going to be a Disney actor because uh -huh. she loves to sing and she loves to act. She's only two, so now we have this thing where I'm where she gets like she does it what two year olds do and the teaser and to get her out of being a two year old I go oh you're putting on your your fake tears it's time for you to be an actor uh -huh. and she'll go actor <laughs> and so she'll stop being she'll stop whining and she'll go into her acting uh -huh. uh, so yes <laughs> it works with you, it works but no it was it was uh, the the fun thing about the project was there was a a part that I didn't know I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And I discovered it 24 hours before it was due. Mm -hmm. So I spent those 24 hours basically awake and not sleeping in order to make sure I complete it. And so now that that's over, I think that's just a, it's a huge weight off my chest, uh, especially going so into the new year. What happens now? Wait and see, baby. Wait and see. What happens? Like, like how long do you wait? You know, that's a good question. I have to look into that. I don't think I have to wait too long. I think it's at the uh, if I if I understand. I should get a response just in time by uh, opening day. Cardinals opening Cardinals day? opening day. Okay. So I think when I should is have that? So about a couple months. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. About two two and a half months. And then what what what's the what are the possible outcomes? Uh it 
being put into development. Uh, uh, opportunity for this studio to actually develop this thing that I have written that I at least developed with the folks at Sesame and now an opportunity to develop with another studio and it could actually realistically see the light of day if, if given the opportunity. So mm -hmm. um, it's, and then it's, it, and it was, it's something that I enjoyed doing at the same time. It, it required me to give up a lot of weekends and uh, I think I'm just happy to have uh, just be a human again. It, it just sometimes you just get so caught up in it. You know it as well as anybody. Gosh, you got what eight, nine meetings today. Sometimes when you just work so much at one thing, you have blinders on, so you don't know what's going on in your own world. You like your, your social life takes a bit of a hit. Your personal and family life kind of takes a bit of a hit. Uh, but you know you have to do these things to take care of business. Um, this this isn't all put together. As Chris will be the first to tell you, this isn't put together because of our good looks. It takes people actually going out here putting in the legwork and doing the homework and the research and putting together ad packets and the whole nine. So um, when you get time to not do that, it feels good to be a human again. Good for you. Welcome back to society. Yeah, it feels good. Mm. Happy to be here, boys. Proud of you for that. Uh, we we uh, talked briefly about the NFC-AFC championship game as we announced, of course, the Niners and the Chiefs. Uh, of course, us being here in Missouri – if I understand the stat correctly, in the last 10 years, the state of Missouri will have had four appearances in the World Series, winning two. Um, I believe they've won now an NHL, now a Stanley Cup, and now Kansas City with the possibility of winning a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Now, in the Bay Area, this is even just as interesting. I believe they've had a team in a final over the last... 10 years as well. So uh, they go back to the Giants. Uh, you go to the Giants, 49ers. And, of course, you have to run by the Warriors. Mm -hmm. uh, Giants in there again a few times. And now the 49ers back in the Super Bowl. So the Bay Area and the state of Missouri, they've seen some recent success when it comes to uh, appearing in the championship game. Of course, Kansas City gets their rematch against the city of San Francisco. San Francisco, of course, being the Kansas City Royals, the Giants, in the World Series. So Kansas City fans will have a little revenge on their mind against mm -hmm. the folks from the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cool tie-ins, but one tie-in that I'm really excited about is the Josh Hawley-Nancy Pelosi bet that's what? probably to come out of this, right? Oh. There's a Josh Hawley-Nancy Pelosi opportunity here, right? Well, probably not Pelosi. Because she's in the House? Yeah. I don't know who the senator would be out of Northern California. Um, but well, I, I, would, but I, if anything, Josh Hawley, I, I have a feeling Josh Hawley's going to find a way to put his nose. Oh, he already, haven't you seen his tweets? He's been oh, tweeting during he? the game and everything. Oh, really? Diane Feinstein. Would, it, would that be her? You have Feinstein, you have someone else. On the Senate side? Yeah. In California that yeah. I'm missing? Yeah. Kamala? Yeah. Kamala and Holly? Oh! Ah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Dude, that's going to be great. I um, I hope Chiefs fans put Holly in this place and just call him out. That's going to be funny. But no, he's, is he going to be in Miami? Do we expect oh, the God. United States Senator from the state of Missouri to be in Miami for this one? I don't know. It's a Politan City. Very I don't know true. if he likes. There's a lot, lot of, lot of brown people in Miami. I don't know if Josh Hawley can be, handle that. I'll be tweeting at him later today. That's so funny. Don't worry about it. And we're off. Uh -huh. 
No, it's interesting. There are a lot of fun things that come out of this situation because now I, I, I'm, I'm not certain about this, but I feel like Kyle Shanahan and Michael Shan- Mike Shanahan are now the first. Michael Shannon? Michael Shannon, right. Mike Shanahan have to be the first father-son to both have coached in the Super Bowl. I mean that's pretty exclusive company. Yeah, so that would make sense. That would make that's pretty that's pretty dope that you were a Super Bowl coach and your son goes on to become a Super Bowl coach. You don't remember the great run that uh, James Lombardi had? Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's old Jimmy Lombardi. <laughs> got a little mm-hmm. Chris got a little. I think you'd believe making it. races in him. Mm-hmm. You you know you know these this the history of Jim Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Tell us. Well, he was an X's and O's guy. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> His team's played the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, learned from the best, obviously. Although, yeah. there were there was friction. He chose to wear a um, a sock cap instead of oh, really? uh, instead of a gentleman's hat. Oh. Right. So his father and him, eh, they clashed. But... That's the way it goes, you know. Now, a fun thing that happened during the uh, celebration for the Chiefs. I see the tweet. I don't know if I I told Gardner this off the air because I'm not on Twitter right now. Anything that I come across when I am on it, just to check the news, instead of favoriting it, I just send it to Gardner. Mm. Now, did I send you the one about the young lady who was on the flight with Paul Rudd? No. Okay. Well, there's this young lady who was on. I believe she is a verified member on the Twitter. I believe she's a journalist. <coughs> Excuse me. And she uh, was heading to Kansas City to cover the Chiefs game. And on her flight was actor Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. And, of course, for those who have seen the Hot Ones, Paul Rudd's episode, hilarious, as you would expect. And Paul Rudd has this famous meme moment where he goes, hey, who would have thought we would have been here? Not I. And it's a very funny Paul Rudd moment. And she was on the flight with them, saw him, just kindly introduced herself and told him, hey, also, question, I was going to do the little meme thing from the hot ones, but I decided not to do it just to let you know. And Paul Rudd, being the great Paul Rudd, goes, thank you. I appreciate that. She has a very brief conversation with them. They talk a little Chiefs football. She goes back to her seat. Again, she's covering the Chiefs game. So after the Chiefs won, she goes into the locker room. Lo and behold, who's there as well? Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, naturally surprised. And he goes, hey, who, who would have thunk? Not I. <laughs> and it was so cool. It was such a, a, a kismet moment, and it was so neat. And I thought that was so Paul Rudd. I could not be happier. Look, being from St. Louis, uh, going to Mizzou, natural rival between St. Louis and Kansas City. Uh, and frankly, I wanted to punch him in the face and throw every time I see him. With that being said, beautiful city, great things to do, lovely landmarks. Uh, can I got fountains? They got fountains. Right. Lots of those. Tip of the cap, well, You know, though. Paris is our sister city. <laughs> tip <Okay>. of the, <laughs> right. Tip, right. Tip of the cap, though, to the folks at Kansas City. Because, and it's a tip of the cap mainly because uh, what was cool, we saw this past summer here in St. Louis, we saw Patrick Mahomes. We saw Travis Kelsey. We saw him down at the Enterprise Center, and they were showing all mad love to the St. Louis Blues. The Blues went to their Twitter handle. They showed love and congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs because those guys supported the St. Louis team during I, their championship run. So... I'm okay with tipping the cap to the Kansas City Chiefs, mainly because 50 years, Chris, very much like the Blues, and you mentioned this last week, very much like the Blues, a city that has been hungry for a Super Bowl. That is a football city. They have always been a football city. Some of the best football fans, even if they are annoying, they show up. 
Yeah. They show up in droves, and they love that city, and they love that team. And so I have to salute them because they are our Missouri city for getting to the Super Bowl. And they deserve 50 years. That's insane. So for the team to be in Super Bowl one and now Super Bowl 100, or excuse me, the, the, to be in the Super Bowl in the 100th seasons, yeah. Super it's Bowl really live, cool. Remember. Live, that's right. Um, I thought it was pretty cool, so salute to them. And shout out to the, the 49ers. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan going is pretty neat. And Jimmy GQ, that's going to be fun. Yeah, He's going to have Niners, a great time. Niners made the Packers look terrible. Yeah, they did. And the Niners just blew past everybody in the postseason. I, the Niners had no problem with anything. That, that's crazy. crazy. Great shout out to Kyle Shanahan. Um, couple tweets. I saw somebody say uh, – does Aaron Rodgers' family live in Miami or something? Is that why he doesn't want to go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> I saw really what funny. I saw the best one. I said Nick Bosa really wants that meeting at the White House. Mm. As everybody yeah. knows, Bosa's a huge Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Those people are just like Nick Bosa really wants to visit the White House. I think you're going to see a really fun Super Bowl, though. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. How can you not? Oh love God, the guy? God. I, and again, yes. I like giving uh, Chiefs fans trouble, but you do have to respect them. But what a game! I in no way, shape, or form like or root for the Chiefs whatsoever. But I watched the, that whole game, and I was like, yeah, that was pretty sweet seeing Mahomes bumbling, rumbling, stumbling into the end zone. And the Chiefs are a team, like, they are a team, again. Andy Reid's likable. Andy Reid's incredibly likable. Like, Andy Reid is one Tyree of the most respected, likable. Oh. I would imagine that may come up to him, press. Ooh, a few times. Yeah. Oh, I would hope so. But, yeah, outside of that, this team, outside of that, I really do mean outside of that, this is a likable organization. Andy Reid is considered one of the most respected coaches in all the profession. Um, Pat Mahomes is the face of the NFL. The NFL could not have been more blessed than you get a mixed-race, super-duper quarterback that's good-looking, that plays in the Midwest. Like, are you shitting me right now? The NFL is just like, thank you, Lord, from the heavens. Like, if there is ever a, a... uh, an entity that needs a quote-unquote facelift, who better than the transition from Tom Brady going out mm-hmm. to now Patrick Mahomes stepping in? Uh, it's a perfect situation. And now you got the 49ers and that blue blood back in the Super Bowl. You got a great-looking quarterback in Jimmy GQ. You got a young coach in, in Shanahan and the pedigree. I think from a narrative standpoint, if you're the NFL, considering all the normal shit they create for themselves – this is the best, one of the better matchups they could have imagined. Now you did send me a tweet about players' entrances, in oh, a way. Man. I love players' entrances, and I think they this all like follow a formula. Just, this is like entrances to the stadium. To the stadium, right. Yeah. And you, so you know the new thing now for players, when they come into the stadium, everybody has a look or a thing because they got to sh- support the brand. And this guy on Twitter did a brilliant job of breaking down the types of players that walk in before a game. Cam Newton, the absolutely over-the-top, I-don't-understand outfit. Marshawn Lynch, the gangster weird. (laughs) The guy who needs a stylist. We know a few of those, Travis included. The guy who has a style, we know though, that would probably be Odell Beckham. The guy trying to walk beside the star quarterback, we've seen. (laughs) (laughs) This guy is smart. (laughs) (laughs) The Andrew Luck. Oh, that doesn't exist. Travis Kelsey and yes, 
Travis Kelsey probably has more swag than a white man probably should be allowed to. Oh. The guy who thinks he is way too important. That's the uh, Larry Fitzgerald look. The Daniel Jones. And the Eli Manning, weirdly <laughs> enough, the same. Khaki pants and blue button up. <laughs> this, is the, this is my favorite one because this is so true. Get it? Because I'm wearing a costume. Uh, you get, you yeah. get it? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> the Russell Wilson before Sierra is great. <laughs> the Russell Wilson with Sierra, which is very accurate. This is a great video. This was so well done. Um, is it? Is that? Who's the? Was, I saw Andrew Hawkins retweet it. Was that? That wasn't Andrew Hawkins, was it? Either uh, way, it's. It was really funny. Yeah, uh, the types of NFL players are arriving the same. This is pretty good. Um, yeah, I can't believe the Chiefs are in the freaking Super Bowl. That's crazy. I saw a tweet over the weekend too that made me laugh. What's that? Um, it's labeled as uh, when you kiss your side chick and realize your marriage is over because you're on camera. Oh, I saw this, Chris. Did you see this? Mm -mm. I jumped on Twitter this weekend because of the, okay, the championships. Now, now hold on here. It's going to pop up here. There we go. He's kissing this girl in the stands. He's like. Arm around her. Oh, I'm on camera. Arm <laughs> off. Oh, oh. I think there was an open there. And now it's, it's settling in like, uh, oh, shit. shit. Like, you can see his face. Just start to. Ch oh. Mm. oh. He knows he he's got. He's, he's right there. He's right there. Or he has shame. Like, what's but going on? But that's what I was trying to think about. How does he know the camera's on him? There must there could be something uh, in, in the, the stadium. stadium. Fuck. And there he's like, oh shit. And then when he does the head turn is when he knows he's fucked. Like even she knows. She's just like, well, well you gotta talk to your wife. I ain't gotta talk to him. Oh, you gotta talk to your girl. I ain't gotta say nothing. That's a shame, man. That's a shame for the lady that he's cheating on. Mm -mm -mm. Ain't that yeah. a terrible way to get caught? You go on to a sporting event, you think you in the clear, 60,000 people. You figure, man, I'm about to check me out at a soccer game with my side chick. Ain't nobody going to know a damn thing. And then the cameras just happened to find you out of 60,000 people. What oh. a horrible way to get caught. That's what you get for going to a soccer match. Good point. Yeah. I didn't think about it happens that. when you're a cheater, man. I didn't think about that. Well, you guys know it is a special MLK day. I'm good with the segues, baby. This is what I was made to do, baby. I went to, I went to Mizzou J School for two semesters. You ain't telling me nothing that I don't already know, players. Two semesters. Huh? Yeah, two semesters. Two whole semesters. Fact, mm -hmm. fact of the matter is, boys and girls, it is MLK Day. So you know what we've got to do. we got to play. The Great American Race! Can we just say we were doing that tomorrow? Yep. Oh, we did? Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I think I'm done here. <laughs> it's your day. We'll Boy. do the Great American as Race he, tomorrow. As he was bragging about his Segway ability. That must bring it back. Uh, I did see the the, uh, <laughs> the winter warm-up was this weekend for the Cardinals since we were talking football, six sports. Uh, anything notable of that to come out of it for nope. you guys? Nothing. I didn't see anything either. The, the Cardinal winner wrote one. It went as what I thought. A bunch it was of selfies. Really it's cool. Uh, Raised a bunch of money for a good cause. It's always, and that's great. And Mo, you know, Mo's going to be Mo. Mo was going to give you too much. He's not going to sit up here and talk about the details of potentially trying to get a guy like Nolan Arenado. Um, I would have been interested to hear more about, he did talk about uh, Alberts, uh, the Cardinals hitting coach, mm -hmm. and his connections to what was been going on with the Major League Baseball scandal 
he says Albers has checked and Mo has checked with Major League Baseball to be very clear that he wasn't connected any way, shape, or form, but he did leave a window open in that if anything does come about, we're willing to re-explore Albert's tenure with the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. So I was, I would have loved to have heard more about that from other players. Maybe players spoke out on it. And I just didn't see any quotes online, but I, I didn't hear anything else from other major league baseball players about their thought, Cardinals players about now the weird thing I saw this weekend that was similar to the Cardinals winter warm up. I saw the Astros at their fan fest and it was the most bizarre weekend in Houston I've ever I've, I've never seen I'm expecting the Astros showing up to this fan fest contrite maybe a couple apologies maybe something I would even have been like we're not even commenting at the moment but these guys spoke Chris mm -hmm. Bregman and Altuve uh -huh. and they gave us shit not only did they not give us shit they weren't even contrite and if I'm not mistaken and correct me if I'm wrong please do because I'm hoping I missed this there was not one apology. One apology. Am I wrong? I don't recall one. So I don't know. And then Lance Berkman's down there, and he's like, oh, you know, this is really a clean organization. This is just, I hope people don't paint a broad brush because this is a really wholesome market. This is a, what are you guys doing? Admit you did it and apologize. Those guys weren't apologetic. Those guys weren't contrite. Jose Atuve is like, oh, don't worry about all that. It's English thought of us. Look, okay, I'm not being mean, but Altuve's English is getting more and more broken as this scandal continues to. He's pulling a little Sammy Sosa here. Oh, I don't know. He's pulling a little Sosa. It does. I mean, all of a sudden, Altuve don't know subject verb agreement. Okay, uh -huh. okay, Altuve, I see you. Bregman looked ridiculous. Bregman like an ass. He was, he was, he couldn't believe people would even ask him that question. He was, we, we wouldn't need to do all that. Well, they're obviously we, trying to turn it in their favor to where does a chip on their shoulder as they go through this next season. You may not like that, and rightfully so, but in terms of a mentality for a team, it makes sense, right? He, he did point out a reality. We're two weeks away from freaking spring training. They don't have a manager. Mm-hmm. That's crazy in its own self. But I this I was very surprised. Hire Carlos Beltran. Man, I'll be the play. I'm just I was very surprised at how tone deaf their fan fest was. Um I don't and know what you do. I'd say if I mean really I guess you could cancel it, but if this is No, the way I say gonna... have it, but why not apologize? Why not say to your fans what we did was wrong? We you're caught. We know it. Your coach and general manager, president are gone. I can tell you why. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen their PR department? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. And I would See imagine. They've, how they've handled No, and before? I also would not. And this They're is not the, very good. Casa said this, and, and others have said it as well. It's, it, I think ultimately what it is, is the players union. I think it is the players union telling those guys, shh, shh, shut up. We'll handle this. Don't say shit. So I think it has been. For at least the Astros. Now, the other Major League Baseball players, they just, they're having a field day. But for the Astros specifically, I feel like the players' union is telling them, you guys shut up. Well, Bregman kind of shut up. Altuve didn't, though. Altuve, he was really like, I think Altuve, I think Altuve doesn't understand that he's a villain in this. Am I wrong in that assessment? Yeah, maybe. I feel like Altuve, you would have thought Altuve, the way he was talking, it was like, you know what, we had a setback, but we're going to be on our way. Like, 
no, bro, you, you, you cheated terribly. And it, I don't know if he recognizes how much, I don't even think a lot of Astros fans are right now rallying around the troops. I could be wrong, but it doesn't feel like that. I think a lot of Astros fans are like, ah, this sucks. What are you going to do? But I don't, it doesn't feel like their fan base is like, you know what, guys, man, you guys are just picking on my bros. Leave Altuve and Bregman along. I think they're just like, bro, this is a bad look. This looks kind of shady. And for those guys to be so tone deaf this weekend, I was surprised, Chris. I think that it's one of those things where you're not going to get anything that you want out of them whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And it's What's strange that? and it's weird, but it works to some degree. And I don't even know if they're going to have time to get anything else done with this. How far does it go? We've got a link here talking about Jack McDowell busting out Tony La Russa using the system in the White Sox in the 80s, using video cameras. I don't know what they eventually do with all of this because they could go much deeper, especially with the buzzer rumors and all this other stuff. I don't know if they have time to prove it. They have opening day not far away, no, spring training, Very close. still some big-time moves that could be made. I have no clue what's going to happen with this, but it's clear that the Astros have uh, decided a certain course that they've charted. I don't like it, but it's what they're doing. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, you mentioned ahead. the Jack McDowell thing with Tony La Russa. This was... Uh, the, here's the audio of okay. Jack McDowell talking. Jack about McDowell, former pitcher of the White Sox, played under Tony La Russa. He did not. He did not. No. This is what he heard when he was with the White Sox. Yeah, he came in the okay, year. Okay, excuse me. I apologize. We had a system in Old Comiskey Park in the late 80s. Gatorade sign out in right center had a light. There was a toggle switch in the manager's office and a, and a, a, a camera zoomed in on the catcher. Mm. Okay? I'm going to whistle blow this now because I'm getting tired of this crap. There's that. There was that. Tony Arusa is the one who put it in. He was also the head, the first team of all the people doing steroids. Yet he's still in the game, making half a million. Woo! You know, no one, no one's going to go after that. It's just it's the stuff's getting old, where they target certain guys and let other people off the hook, and you know, like the media doesn't know that this all happened, was going on. Everybody knows. Everybody who's been around the game knows all this stuff. Why all of a sudden it became a big thing? I have no idea. All right, those were uh, Jack McDowell's comments. One of my and, favorite pitchers growing up as a kid, Black uh, Jack McDowell. And uh, Tony LaRusso would reach for comment. I said, oh, shit, he just went all crap on me. Uh, that was Tony LaRusso. Was that a real comment? No, no? that's I was about to say, dude, Tony <laughs> uh, uh, Tony LaRusso, the uh, keeper of the rules emeritus. I, I, or emeritus. I, I just, it is, it is, it is, it's also telling. Also, it's very interesting to watch baseball players turn in on each other and turn in on the the game itself everyone prides themselves about being keepers and what happens in the dugout stays in the dugout and but as soon as something breaks like this now everyone is saying well you knew he knew about steroids well you knew he knew about cheating in the camera wells and people spying and everything and it's a just a terrible look for the sport in general like they are eating themselves from the inside and, and I'm sorry, Manfred has done next to nothing to combat any of this. Your sport is a laughing stock at the moment. You as a commissioner have to step in. This is bad. I will say, if anything, at least Goodell, at least Silver would have come out with a, with a press conference by now. At least they would have stand in front of the media now. Goodell would have gave us bullshit, obviously. Mm -hmm. And Silver may have been more woke about it but at the same this is this is i am 
blown away how Manfred is just like, like, bro, what are you doing? Your sport is getting ripped on the eve of the season, Chris. Man. We're literally two weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting, and Rob Manfred has got his hand up his ass. He hasn't said he needs to go on. He needs to go on Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen. Like this is silly. I mean, it's a strategy they could be using, and it has it has to be this week too. You got the Super Bowl off. If you're going to step in and make your case, now is to do it. You got the attention of the sports world. This will be your week to do it. This is embarrassing. Manfred should be ashamed that he hasn't said anything. What a, what a, this is embarrassing for a Major League Baseball. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. This is terrible. Are you that surprised? Nah. It don't matter. It, it doesn't matter. In the grand scheme, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm very surprised, though, and we say this all the time, especially with the NFL. Very surprised, very smart, educated people, by all appearances, uh, would be so caught <laughs> flat-footed by this, especially when it looks like Major League Baseball controlled the flow of how this was going to... Yeah, once it got out, though, they've been on their heels ever since. Ever since. That's what my thing is. If you were going to release the results of your investigation, you should have had a 10-prong media approach. They were not prepared. To, they were not. They just like, oh, yeah, we found this. A couple of guys did because that. Because then, like, fine. We're done. the buzzer stuff came out, and they obviously weren't prepared for that. They were not. But it did give me a new idea or an idea for a new show, mm -hmm. uh, CSI Twitter. Oh, yeah. Because we've had the Twitter investigators really developing some of the theories and now even I conspiracy like theories that uh, I think CSI Twitter is our next step with all of this. So at least there's an idea that's come out yeah, of that's it. That's very true. Like the John Boys, I believe the Twitter account is, the Yankees fan, that had all the breakdown of the banging of the drums and everything and some of the buzzer Careful. stuff. Your team might be involved too. <laughs> we saw, we look, we saw what started. Don't matter though. All I need to know is what, what the truth is. Oh, I don't mean you. I'm saying like yeah. all these people coming after it. Like, uh. When there's scandal, though, of a major corporation, we saw it with Starbucks, we've seen it with Uber, we've seen it with other bigger companies, that when there's something like this and it bleeds into day three, day four in the news cycle, that the CEO at some point comes out and says, we effed up or we're doing X, Y, and Z to ensure that this never happens again. We haven't heard shit from Major League Baseball about that and we're less than two weeks away from Patriots and Catcher reporting. The fact that no one in baseball has said, this is what the fuck we're doing going into the 2020 year to combat any of this from ever happening again is, is malpractice. It's nothing short of it. How do you ensure consumers, ticket owners, that going into this year that the integrity of the game won't be in question? And how have you not spoken on that? How do you allow it to go on for as long as it is? We're in, what, week? Maybe they don't care. Do you really care? I care because you just want to be mad. No, I don't want to be mad. I, I am. I am. <laughs> no, I am. I am not. It's not like obviously it's not end of the world shit. I'm annoyed because you got caught, and you know me. I'm of the of the thought just stop. Let's let's stop. Okay, we you you boxed in. Don't no need for you to to be cute about it. Mm -hmm. At least this, I'm not. A, I know politicians lie. <laughs> I know baseball players and athletes of all walks of life have cheated. I'm not naive to that. I'm saying that once in America, we have to get to a point where when your ass is dead to rights, just own it. Okay, that's what I want to know. Why you're that's all. Upset. That's why I'm upset. I think because you're more passionate than you should be. It's so not, I'm it's, wondering it's, where it's coming from. It's just I just think Major League Baseball. You caught. You got caught. Don't be cute about it. 
It's just look, we you understand just why you did lied it. To, and then once you've or cheated, and then once you've cheated, to act like it's not a big deal. Yes. Yes. So that's what you're. Please show me the respect. About. Show me at least okay. the respect because we pay. I just want to know where yeah. your anger and, and, your and that, as a fan, I don't look. I think it's still unnecessarily expensive to sometimes go to a baseball game. However, I like going to baseball games, so I'm willing to spend it. So if I'm willing to say, you know what, even though I'm a middle-class, student loan debt up to the eyeballs guy, I enjoy good entertainment, I love baseball, grew up on it, I'm happy to spend $40 for a good seat, $20 for nachos, beer, and parking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So if that's the Lime, agreement... Limeritas? Oh, you know I love my Limeritas. If that's the agreement, if I've agreed to say, all right, baseball, let's do it. You're my entertainment value. And then you do some fuck shit, and then you just go, I don't know what you're talking about, Travis. Anyway, can I have some more of your money, please? Mm. I have a problem with that. Hey, man, was you just out there doing some bullshit? Yes or no? You did? All right, cool. Then don't give him your money now. I, it's, that's the thing. What? I may not. Okay. And that's going to hurt my soul because I love doing that. I love going to Cardinal games. Well, you don't have to. I know. There's other stuff going on. There is other stuff going on. You'll be fine. I will be. We'd be fine without the Cardinals. Here. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. We got the park. <laughs> well, that's better than the Cardinals. It makes more money than the Cardinals. Uh, uh, By at least double. Are there apartments in Forest Park? Uh, yeah, that's a real classic design they got going down there. For 70 people to live. Uh, <laughs> At least you could have done something significant architecturally if you're going to brag about that uh, on the skyline. Chris, big weekend uh, again for the state of Missouri, uh, especially for your homeboy, your neck of the woods, Bradley Pitt. Ever heard of him? He's an actor. Yeah, he was Pretty on Mark Maron's podcast a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, Mark Maron's guest specifically, Brad Pitt. He won a SAG award last night. Screen Actors Guild Award for his performance in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was all the rage last night on Twitter, Chris. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, for the first time in ages, photographed together, and they were very cordial, mm. was one, Jennifer Aniston oh. and Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. They were very cordial. And Brad Pitt, I don't know what's happened of their relationship, uh, but they apparently well, we they seem you to know that. Well, they seem pretty friendly. Um, he's talked very much in, in high regards to her as a performer, and he was uh, he was backstage watching Jennifer Aniston. She also won an award for her performance in uh, the TV show um, that was on Apple, and I'm drawing a blank morning show. And uh, he was in the backstage watching the watching the television, just hmm. admiring him some Jennifer Aniston. The the internet went nuts. This is you want to talk about it. People were like, "Man, this is a reboot. We would love to see Brad and Jennifer back together." But Brad was also talking about though how he's very happy to have that SAG award because he's looking forward to updating his Tinder profile. Mm -hmm. Brad, I think Pitt. he'd run into uh, what's her face on Bumble. As Sharon Stone, yeah, very possible. <laughs> I love this new thing Brad Pitt is doing though, and it may be genuine, but I love this new thing where he is. Uh, He's the old guy just trying to find love, trying to find happiness. And maybe that's where he is in his a hopeless life. place? I feel like he's at that point where he's just, I don't know. I don't know. Brad Pitt has opened up a little bit more during this award season about um, just some of the things he's gone through. He talked about how the drinking got to a point where it was just, yeah, boy. And Bradley Cooper, uh, who, who had just become sober, had helped him through those times. Bradley Cooper, he credits to Bradley Cooper 
uh, to getting him sober. So he's kind of been more of a, look, I guess as you get older and you've been in the industry for as long as Brad Pitt has, you become more reflective. And you can kind of see it with his behavior around Jennifer Aniston and his comments. He's more open like with the media than he has doing things oh. like Marin. Yeah, look at that, man. People was like, hello! And Jennifer Aniston still got the fastball. Jennifer Aniston still got the fastball, boys and girls. Could modern science still allow them to have a child? Hmm? Isn't, uh, that, what ever, isn't uh, that what everyone's clamoring uh, for? I think people are just clamoring for the love to work because they're just... No, I think they need a child. Sure, but I think uh, Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, baby, would be Why do they want the love to work? I don't know. It's something about the relationship that people were truly attached to in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was just, it just made sense. Not just, everyone's on board, though. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. Maleficent. Well, apparently they're, they're back on better terms now. As well, well, I mean, some people are like, yeah, he, she doesn't need him back. He cheated and openly flaunted it. Very true. So, like, fuck him. He also acknowledged that in his acceptance speech. He's like, yeah, I'm getting awarded for being a guy that thinks he's hot, takes his shirt off, and treats his wife poorly. Mm -hmm. I really, that's a stretch for me as an actor. Mm. And people laugh. He was like, well, motherfucker, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. But no, I, I look, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, not just because he's a Missouri boy, but I'm a big Brad Pitt guy. I think he's the, him and Leo are the coolest motherfuckers in the world. Oh. They are. They are just cool. Last night, Joaquin Phoenix won for his performance in The Joker, and he, he talked about a story about, how he would go to every freaking audition. And he was like, Joaquin, sorry, you were great, but there's this one guy, this one guy, and he said it was consecutive auditions he would go on and always be this one guy, and it was Leo. Leo every time. Uh, so he showed his love and respect, and then he finished his speech, Joaquin Phoenix did, finished his speech with, this is also in honor of my favorite actor, Heath Ledger. Mm -hmm. so oh, that wow. was really cool. Yeah, that was a really cool moment. He gave a shout-out to all the nominees in the category. It was really a heartfelt speech. It was complete opposite of his Golden Globe speech as far as how that was just off the wall and weird. This was sincere, and it felt genuine, and he was just talking about his love for the craft, so that was really neat. It was really fun watching the SAG Awards this week. A big weekend, though, for movies like Parasite in 1917. They won the Producer Guild Awards, and they won Parasite won for Best Ensemble. So it looks like uh, those two movies are going to be kind of the, the front runners going into Oscar. Oscar. Oh, is that how we say it now? Oscar. So I'm excited for that. I gotta see 1917. I gotta see it in theaters. I heard it's just a. And plus, World War One. You don't get World War One movies. We don't you get see those. War Horse. I have not. It's a World War One movie. Have you seen War Horse, Gardner? Why is that funny? <laughs> it's just the way he dropped it in there. A War Horse? We haven't seen it. It's a World War One film. <laughs> War Horse. Have you seen like it? Like an old man that just chimes in out of nowhere yeah. from the Rick Ah, I didn't know you were here. Have you ever seen War Horse? What, well, what was the movie where uh, he's drawing the bird he sees as uh, things happen? There's another World War One movie that's pretty he's brutal. He's drawing a bird? It ends with him drawing a bird. Spoiler alert, he's shot in the head as he's drawing. He's in one of the uh, foxholes. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Honest to God, we need it's another. It's a classic film. We need another Leo Brad Pitt movie. It's just clear. Just got one. I know. We need another one. I want another one again. Those guys, come on. Are they not the, they're not the coolest people in Hollywood? If you say, if you were to put your list together right now, coolest people on planet Earth, Leo, Brad have to be top 10. I mean, who's over them? 
coolest people on earth? Maybe The Rock? Oh, Nick Cage. And Nick Cage. Ron Finger says sober celebrities should have to work at Home Depot if, if they're sober. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> it also goes to show that... Um, Treat Williams. <laughs> oh, God. These celebrities go through it. I think we knew it, but they really do go through it. Like Brad Pitt, you can just tell with each new story, each new interview, from whether it's Marin or him accepting awards, it's just a little bit more about it was the drinking. It was being a shitty husband. It's been like you just like little more interview. You gotta get a little bit more insight to those guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think there are times are obviously where we're thinking, man, those it guys got to together. Everyone, it happens or, to everybody. Not everyone, I should say. Most people. A lot of people. Normal especially people go through things And those like type that of too. situations, and you, you think about pressure, and obviously we say this all the time, they're not digging ditches. You know, they're not police officers. They're not firefighters. They're not here with their lives on the line. But at the same time, these guys, there's a lot of pressure that comes along with their craft and being who they are. And I can't imagine being Brad Pitt. Well, for... Number of reasons for several reasons. I mean, we do, are we are we the no same height? No one's ever imagined you. No, that's been there's been a couple times people like not Brad Pitt, kind of black, got a good tan. Mm-hmm. There's been times where people have thought that, but no, for the most part, uh, for I mean, Brad and I have a lot in common. We both went to Mizzou. We both are international talents. Mm-hmm. We're both pretty funny. We both have had attractive white women in our lives before. Mm-hmm. Do you think so? Uh, oh, we both uh, we talk with a twang sometimes. Uh, we're mm. we're yeah. yeah, yeah. We yeah. kind of have a similar life. I could see that. Yeah, very close to how we were. Raised. Maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> what celebrity do you relate to the most? Nick Cage. He, he he. You and Nick Cage would be best friends. We'd be all right. I think you guys would be good friends. Is, what's the reason behind that? You both have the quest to steal the uh, Declaration of Independence, or how does this work? Um. He just likes to put out content. You're a content guy. I'm a content guy. He hmm. puts it out constantly, doesn't he? He does. He really does. He works hard. If you if you get a chance to see Nick Cage and Mom and Dad, check it out. It is one of the best. It was it was. He's a, so passionate about working and what he does that he doesn't care if it's good or bad. What? And you aspire to have that level. Mm-hmm. Of, what were okay. you and I watching Nick Cage when he was on the talk show? Oh, where he did out. the backflip or yes. the flip? It was a British talk show. Get the footage for tomorrow. Oh, what was that? I forgot. He was on a talk show, and it looked like Nick Cage. Here's the thing with Nick Cage, and, he, and maybe this is why Nick Cage stays working. He, uh, Nick Cage is a guy you think is on drugs, but I bet you he's not even touched a drug in years. Mm, he, w- he was just filmed hammered getting married and Drunk. he had to have it mm-hmm. but, I don't think he, but I don't think he I don't think Nick Cage is a drug guy the... uh-uh. I think that's Nick Cage now yeah Nick Cage getting drunk sure but we I think Nick Cage the way he behaves that's Nick Cage I think he's I think he's a very yeah he's conscious. already out there he's just already out there yeah like I think just the things he's done I don't think it's what drug people on drugs would do. He doesn't work that much if he's on drugs. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not hiring an actor who does that kind of narcotic consistently for work. That's a liability. You're not going to put, that's like putting Tom Sizemore in everything. You're not doing that. (laughs) Nick Cage doesn't seem like the, now he may be out there, but I don't think Nick Cage does anything. We discussed Tom Sizemore having to walk back his comments about, uh, Elizabeth Hurley and Clinton, right? Yeah. On a podcast. Uh-huh. He was like, oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, I was 
talking. <laughs> what? It's a pretty random thing to bring up. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, he thought about that body count. Like, yeah, never mind. I don't want to get involved with that. How many they got? Counting Epstein? <laughs> Me and some friends got into that this weekend. I'd say, I'd say the body count's zero. For who? Clinton's. And they just don't do anything because it's nice to have people think that you have that power? Yeah. I can see that. Um, I mean, that's not the Why, worst. Like, you don't need to you just say nothing. Like, you've never been in a fight, but for some reason, everybody thinks you're just an ass beater. Yeah. Yeah. And you're don't, like, well. Don't let them know the truth. Yeah. Yeah. The truth. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, think about it. I mean, I think that's why people are so fearful of the Clintons. Like, I, I think that they, they were probably, Bill Clinton's a smart son of a bitch, and he probably was like, well, obviously it's not true, but it does help with the lore. Mm-hmm. It does help with the legend. Okay, let it roll. Might keep me alive. Might keep me alive. Keep it rolling. Check others. But yeah, me and some friends, uh, uh, Gardner, shouldn't be a surprise because it's mostly black people, but a lot of black people are on board with my theory. The, in particular, the face-off theory. The, 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 not, the, I haven't introduced the face-off theory okay, yet. Okay, well then, don't okay. say everyone's Damn on board it. with yeah. me because your theory <laughs> is he did a face-off. I Epstein did. did a face-off, and he's actually Ellen DeGeneres. Okay, I mean, this so I'm, yeah, that's to say issue. a lot of black people are on board with that. You're misrepresenting your community. I'm pretty sure. Thank you. That's a good point. Now you're basically saying that you've only introduced the front end of this theory of yours, where he's alive. That's what you're saying. Yes. Not the rest of it yet. Yeah, I haven't. I would tell Introduce the rest and let me know. Okay. Then let me know what your community says. Yeah, that's fair. Thank you, Mr. Gardner. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, before we get out of here, I wanted to thank our friends at St. Louis Counseling Services. Check out the website, stlouiscounseling.org, for more information on how you can be helped in the St. Louis area. And always check out Mental Health Matters online through their website. We love that. And we love you for tuning in. We've got comedy shows this week. Happiest Hour at uh, our friend Sophie's. That's here in the Dot Zach building, 3224 Locust. Killer lineup, by the way. What, uh, what? Larry Green, Champ Champ, is going to uh, headline that. And then we've also got a, a young man by the name of Stephen Briggs who has too many credits to be doing our show on Thursday. He's coming in from Los Angeles. I saw Larry over the weekend. Did you? Yeah. Oh, he did Molly, Casually Molly podcast yeah. with Molly Ambergie. Shout out to Molly. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Larry's a talented guy. Matt Barnes, Casey Paulson, going to be a great show. And then another great show at a Gastro Pit, and you can stick around for the late night barbecue. Mm-hmm. You know how that works. Uh, anything else we got Shout going out on? to anybody? I wouldn't want to give MLK! a shout out. MLK! Uh, I beat you to it. Uh, yeah, and on that note, uh, one of my favorite quotes from MLK, oh. um, our needlesome task in life uh, is to discover how to organize our strength into compelling power. And I would like to give a shout out to the folks and because I want to be, you know, I got to be fair because uh, I, I, I sometimes go after, um, uh, not say the churches, but I always expect churches, especially in our local area, to do a little bit more. And I saw a story where it looks like they're doing just that. Uh, the United Church of Christ Congregations and Deaconess Foundation on Saturday announced that they pay pennies on the dollar for $12.9 million in medical debt that they are giving away. Um, and this is where I this is this is what I mean uh, about uh, communities who have this influence and this ability uh, being able to truly impact the people uh, that are around them 
And that's what we should be doing as a society in order to improve. It's very easy. We Don't said, tell me what to do. Yes, sir, I promise I won't. But essentially, I've said this before. I know it's very easy for a lot of people to sit back and point fingers and say, this is wrong with St. Louis and this should be done in St. Louis. But not a lot of people are often willing to step up to put their money where their mouth is. So I like to salute people who actually do, no matter whether or not I agree with sometimes their points of view, as long as you're out here trying to help people who need it the most, and this is a way to go about and doing it. And I think that's what Dr. King stood for. When you see someone less than you, someone that doesn't have as much as you, someone that's uh, being oppressed, you should be the voice in the room to say enough's enough, especially if you have the means. And this is this is something that I hope people, not only a message that you carry on just because it's MLK Day, but throughout your life, but especially today, take some time to reflect and remember that there are people out there that are less than you. There are a lot of people out there are suffering. There are a lot of people who you may not realize it because of the color of their skin that are struggling to make it by. So just keep that in mind before everyone goes on their soapbox. And again, be willing to put your money where your mouth is and get into your community and help those who need it most. So that's who my shout out goes out to today. My shout out goes out to uh, pet owners. Why is that? Because they walk their pets. And even if they own birds, sometimes they walk oh, their I pets. Oh, Jesus We haven't Christ. watched this? Oh, I saw uh, it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. I want to shout out to this guy for getting his birds out of the house and walking them. Not only walking them, but sprinting down the street. That's just... You can have your nice message, Travis. You can have your nice message, Chris. <laughs> I want to shout out this guy. Here's what I love about this, and this is where this is where the internet comes in, because this we would not know this is real life if it wasn't for the internet. If someone told you, Chris, man, I just saw a dude running down the street with parrots. He like he on was on a leash. On a leash. Mm-hmm. You'd be, be like, like uh, okay, pal, oh, put down the drugs, and then you see it, and you go, oh. But he needs to do this for his pets. He needs to get them out. He needs to let them fly, and this is how he does it. That's a committed pet owner. This guy rules, and he's even got the like in case they want to jump on on his arms. The yeah, protective I love it. Gear. this is just great. I love this. I love. I don't know why this makes me so happy, but it does. Because you're right, it just makes me happy. Because he feels happy, and I would imagine those birds mean the world to him for whatever reason. I'm just, I'm just in a world of horror, Chris. I think that's absolutely beautiful. I appreciate that he wore neon socks to be more reflective. <laughs> yeah. So people I saw see. a guy He's thought this, this through. He thought it all the way through. I was on a high... A dark, he's done it before. I was on a dark highway this morning and saw a guy whose car was having issues. He was in a damn camo jacket in the dark with no flashers or nothing. I was like, you are begging to get ran over. So that guy's the opposite. Well, you, you mentioned that, the camo jacket. Let me do one more shout out. Shout out to the Space Force's new uniforms, oh boy. <laughs> which have been getting uh, panned online Pen- for using Pentagon account guy and their feelings because uh, they've been using. Um, I mean, why would they have camo in space? They're not going. To, they're in space right now. They wouldn't have to do camo. Mm-hmm. We get a Pentagon. We're having jokes. We're having fun with this. Relax. Yeah. So they have the camo. And they did miss an opportunity to come up with some sweet been. black. Uniforms. They Shouldn't really it? did I mean, screwed up. They screwed that up. You could have had some really sweet ass black military style uniforms with stars. As the oh camo. my god, they yeah. screwed it up. They they That's had an what opportunity. People are saying, mm. "I would have a black uh, hole." If uh, I don't care who wins the Democratic nomination, but I hope on day one or at least day five, they absolutely obliterate Space Force. <laughs> Please close it out immediately. I if, think um, whoever like here's what the Democrats should be doing right now. They should have a person who is employed by the party itself right, right now 
that should be going through stuff Trump has done. Yes. And whoever wins the nomination, this person automatically goes to them. Right. What this person's job is, is to do like Trump had done to Obama. Yes. And is to undo yes. all the things. So whoever that person is, they're going through the list. Right. And they're strategizing how to go about from day one uh-huh. to reset certain things and to get rid of certain things. And that person, like I said, it doesn't matter. They go to whoever wins the nomination. Right. But that's what the he works for the party. Yes. And then he starts, here's the strategy. Here's the list. Here's how we get rid of this. And we just go in right away and, and I, start knocking And I guys. say even, I even say go even a step further. I say maybe if not even close down Space Force, but turn it into climate change force. And so now they can, like the military will Convert go out it. and combat uh, basically those who are out there ruining the environment. That's now our thing. Oh, I thought you were going to have like tire tornado fighters or something <laughs> or and then i said they should turn like the wall hurricane hunter they should turn the wall like it's like like they should put uh solar panels along the wall so oh, they can yeah. then uh turn it in fuel something. the cities that are surrounded by the wall so i say you should like do it but put your leftist spin on it so mm-hmm. keep space force but put the climate change and keep the wall but again put solar panels. i would top. put a wall of windmills Perfect. Perfect. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. That is a great comment. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. A wall of, yes, wind farm just right along the border. Brilliant. I mean, they can climb up. See, they need somebody that's going to come in just because you want to see the complete meltdown that, like, let. I'll do it, okay? <laughs> Gardner has volunteered himself. Put me in a room and let me thought shower with some people. Doctor King, my favorite king. I love Don King. <laughs> Evelyn Champagne King. Hmm? Any other kings? But kings of comedy, I love them. They're good people. Steve Harvey, he came up to the Trump Tower. Isn't it Marquette King? Is he the, Marquette King, he's a good punter. He's, for he's the, black for the Battle Hawks. Look, look at my little African American. Uh-huh. Look at my African American punter over there. Uh-huh. Doctor King, if he was alive, he would say, "I'm the greatest non-racist ever to be not racist." Uh-huh. Cancer rates are down. By the way, shout out to the Battle Hawks. Saw the commercial over the weekend. A bunch of commercials. Yeah, on Fox, they rolling, they rolling, they rolling it out, baby. Feels mm. real. There we go. Soft season's almost here, Chris. Battle Hawks. Feels real. <laughs> So insincere. Feels real now. It's real. It's real now. To all of our amazing sponsors, to Gartner, uh-huh. to Chris, job well done. I'm uh-huh. Travis Terrell. To Trumpy Bear. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good day. Peace.